From the Diocese of Springfield, Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. My name is Amber Servany, and in case you missed last week, we have kicked Andrew out. No, I'm kidding. Well, we have. We have, but only temporarily, so don't panic. Don't turn us off yet. Um, we are doing an all-female takeover, so joining me today is once again Katie Price, the Director of Parish Vitality and Mission Advancement, and Sister Veritas Wilkes, Director of Youth Ministry and Women's Ministry. Thanks, ladies, for coming back for another another round of uh, Dive Deep. Yeah, last week worked out pretty well. It did. It did. It did. And I did not increase my book collection. I'm just doing the... <laughs> You're keeping all the All I need here, sister. Get all those books. All right, so the... <laughs> <laughs> this could go two different ways. Very good. <laughs> um, okay, so the three of us have been tackling the big topic of fear. <laughs> That is probably a super ugly fear face I just did. I think I just... You're capturing it well, let's say that. <laughs> You're afraid of my face. I try to conjure up like teenager scary movies lost in the woods. Okay, let's see um, it again. Yeah. What is it? Kind of Do face, your fear like... face again. That's a pretty good one. But with it, we lost the sound effect. Do you need me to do it? Ready? Fear face, go. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one that's good, that's good thanks one. I like that's, good. One. that's probably actually bad like if there was like an acting coach watching right now they're like don't hire her I don't yeah <laughs> luckily we're not on that path I think so we're good we're good um, so last week we talked about pain which was an interesting topic and we're, we're, so we're covering four pillars yes last week was pain today we're going to talk about regret and then we'll move forward to talk about fear of failure and then fear of comparison. So we've got interesting, we've got interesting mm-hmm. topics coming for sure. So make sure you stick with us all four weeks. Um, but today's is definitely interesting um, to talk about the fear of regret. But before we dive into regret, we have to recap our challenge. I feel like we need a challenge noise. Oh, oh yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to talk about that for next week. Yeah, we'll have to work on that one. Um, so in case you missed it, the challenge last week was um, to pray for someone that you encountered who was having pain. And then if it, you didn't encounter something, but you were the one experiencing pain, that when they encountered it, you offered a prayer right there in that moment. Um, you prayed for that person who was experiencing pain or yourself who was experiencing pain. Okay, sister, do you want to start with how the challenge went for you? Can I tell a story from my past and then a more recent one? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like this ties into the regret thing. And you look very excited to tell it. I do. You do. You have a lot of excitement behind this one. Oh, no, I'm just excited that I had something to say. I could be the person on the podcast who didn't think of anything this time. Challenge That's me every other week of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, sister. So, okay, this idea of praying with people in the moment and not just saying that, oh, I'll pray for you and doing it later kind of thing is a challenge that I've come across in different ways in my life before. And so I got to thinking about last time that I got it in my heart that I really needed to get better at this, that this was a gift that Jesus gave me, that he wants me to pray with people. And so years back, maybe four or five years ago, I was living with a sister and she was going through a bit of a hard time. And I had gone to a thing where I became convicted. I need to pray with people. The next couple days, the sister's like talking to me about her life. And I'm like, I can feel it. Like, I know this is a time. I know what's coming. My opportunity to pray with somebody in the moment. And I'm like, my chest is getting tight. I can't breathe. My palms are sweaty. And I didn't do it. You didn't do it? I didn't do it. And I totally, I like, I regretted it. 
I was like, well, I missed my chance. What am I afraid of? What's the worst that can happen? There's nothing like you, you know, a good strategy to think about what's the worst that can happen is that person might be like, I don't want to pray right now, but hello, this is a sister. Yeah, like, I feel like you have that, that veil, right? Well, well she was a, a sister too. Yeah, We're so both she would have been receptive, Exactly, right? so what was I afraid of? Nothing. So I was like, dang it. She was probably thinking, next time. she was probably thinking, you know, it'd be really nice if sister would pray. Yeah, probably. Right yeah. She was almost like preempting you yeah. to be like, yeah, just say it. Just the invitation's open. Right? Yeah. As opposed to being some stranger that you don't know and be like, right. would you like to pray? And they go fear face on you like, well, you know. You know, I, before I entered the comment, I had a group of friends and a lot of them were dudes and their joke, these dudes that I used to work with was if somebody makes a mistake, just make them feel as bad as possible about it. So they'll never make that mistake again. I feel like you're doing that right now. <laughs> See, that's no. how you conquer your okay, fear. Okay, that's not that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> going a huge podcast. It's going to go viral everywhere. Shout just out kidding. to my former coworkers. You know, you, who, you know who you are. So, <laughs> no, but, in, so, but the experience of not doing it, and then I had time to think about it and process it, like, and I had time to think about nothing wrong, nothing bad could have come out of that. And I'm nervous because it's, it's that vulnerability of I'm going to have to share my faith with you really in a way by praying with you, for you, in front of you. So I prepare myself. Okay. Luckily, the sister, her hard time didn't just end, right? So we're talking in a couple days later, and it came, and I was like, okay. Okay, can we pray together right now? And she's like, really? Like, her eyes lit up. It was so exciting. It was so beautiful. And I was, like, nervous, and I was totally, even as I'm praying, like, telling myself this prayer is lame. You know, (laughs) more on that later, as we ladies do. We're always beating ourselves up. But I did it, and it was so fruitful. So that prepared me, that experience. I had a, I guess I had a little bit of a leg up on you, Katie, because that prepared me for this experience. Um, but do you mind if I throw you under the bus a little bit? Yeah, bus. Okay. Boom. Boom. Okay, so <laughs> this past week, Katie and I were in my office together getting ready for a meeting. And we were just talking about how things going, and she expressed a little bit of, I don't know if you use the word stressed out, but she wasn't in physical Over, pain. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Maybe. I sensed some emotional and potentially spiritual pain ensuing in her. And so I was thinking about this challenge and I was like, can I pray with you right now? (laughs) And she was like, uh, okay, sure. So we prayed together and I would say it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And you know what was good about that though? No. And maybe this, right? (laughs) So let me tell you. Uh, What's good about that too, is that even if the person on the other end and I experienced with this challenge as well as even if the person on the other end was totally not expecting it because it wasn't because we're colleagues we sit we're working together you know you kind of dive in you talk about work and you know how everything is going and you don't really expect that until the meeting begins and when the meeting begins we all pray together before our meetings at the curia offices um, but it was interesting because even the person on the other end for you to kind of quiet my soul down a bit and to make me pause that's absolutely everything I needed. So it's, I don't know what that fear is, but it's the same thing that I entertained when I was trying the challenge. And, and I'm a pre, I would say I'm a pretty outgoing person, naturally, with work. I, I'm, I can have an on and off switch and, and be there. And, but personally, I'm the type of person that's like, I want to wait in my car forever and I don't want to ever come out. Uh, like I'm <laughs> just like actually super shy when it comes to my like personal life. And so what's interesting is in a conversation with a friend that I had, and this friend is going through a lot of different things and some treatments and things um, medically, and it was a moment that we had and we shared like kind of in there, I went to go visit, I grew up in Peoria, so I went to go visit them and um, had the opportunity to be able to kind of like sit with her and kind of talk about what she's going through. And then at the very same time, 
recognizing, okay, she's ta- talking to me about her faith. And we've never had that friendship where we dove into it a bit. We, we all grew up Catholic. We all went to Catholic school, went to Catholic high school. You know, we had that, uh, like, Catholic shared faith together, but we never really dove into that in our relationship together and our friendship together. And so, and I don't know if it was a, a bit of, well, now she knows I work for the church and so she can kind of die. <laughs> it was almost like that safety zone was established. I'm sure you know what that's like, sister, is everyone just feels like they can come up and ask you God-sized questions <laughs> because you're a sister. Um, but it was really good to kind of stop and say, you know, like, let's just pray together for that. And let's just be in that moment. And the treatments that are going to come up are going to be okay. And we're going to, we'll get through it together. And so it was, it was interesting to pursue this challenge in relationships that you have never done that in, right? Like that, that's not been typical in some of my friendships, even my friendships with family members that we stop and just pray together and be receptive to the fact that more often than not, I think people would accept prayer at that moment. I yeah, mean, when, if it's a, right? Don't when you people think? are really suffering, I do think most people would probably be receptive, even if they don't share your faith. But I think you really are touching on, um, you probably took the challenge farther than I did. I prayed with a sister and a coworker who is part of this conversation. Or, you yeah, know, it, was a, it was a pretty safe, not that safe I one. cheated, that was, but that's the opportunity the Lord provided me. But I know, I think you're touching on an experience that's probably close to what a lot of our listeners will experience is this sense of, I'm close with this person. We have a, we have a relationship already, but when have we ever talked about our faith before? And then to make that leap to now I'm exposing a big part of me that sometimes it's tempting to just keep it like tucked in a corner because we're not sure what people are going to think about it. We're not sure what they're going to think about us. And we are really, I think I mentioned this before, but we're exposing our hearts in a way. Mm-hmm. It's a really vulnerable thing to pray out loud in front of another person. Especially for a lot of us Catholics weren't, weren't, weren't raised to do that. I think maybe we're protective of it. Yeah. Right? So we're protective of, if I come up to you and I say, okay, I want to, we're in a conversation and wow, it seems like there's a lot of pain on your heart right now or pain that you're experiencing. Can I pray with you? I'm saying that not because of some rhythm or even the synapses in my brain. I'm <laughs> saying that because I believe that Jesus will help. I believe the Holy Spirit can act on our, our behalf. I believe that that prayer is going to draw us in and there are going to be fruits from that. And so, and I believe so confidently in that, that it's hard when somebody shuts that down. Right. When somebody says, no, I'm just not comfortable. You're like, wait, what do you mean? Jesus is so cool. Isn't that what we said? Like last episode, like Jesus is cool. Like, how do you not see that Jesus is cool? Right. So it, it, there's a little bit of that rejection that's there that might prevent us from doing it. Mm -hmm. But I think there's more receptivity to it than we think. And then we have to kind of put our humility aside. We have to be humble to where they are feeling Mm -hmm. about that challenge. But, um, Yeah, I don't know. It it was challenging. It will be very interesting to see what happens with relationships. Personally, what happens to my relationships when I entertain the idea of stop and pray, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, Amber, do you got a good embarrassing one? Did it happen happen during the workout? Did you pray with somebody? Because I would pray with somebody while we're lifting weights together. I'd be in prayer. I should do do that. Well, I'm trying to remember if it was either the very night that we talked about this the first time or the next night, I don't remember, but I got a call uh, pretty late in the evening from someone I know, and they're like, I'm experiencing all this pain. I have these symptoms, they are severe, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm anxious with 
these symptoms mean? And I'm like, um, I mean, you'd think that based off everything we just said, I said, um, can I pray with you right now to let to have God take away these pain and take away your anxiety? Um, but uh, what I said was, let me Google your symptoms real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think our first reaction would have I mean, all been. Yeah. And not even that. I'm like, I had them diagnosed and cured oh, in no. just a 45 seconds. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm an MD. I'm a Google MD. Um, but, and honestly, it didn't, even then, it didn't occur to me what I had missed. And it was the next day, I was like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, talk about regret. Like, here's someone that I, um, I care for who had real pain, uh, exactly what we were talking about. I mean, like, literal physical pain. And I Google corrected them. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, frustrating, frustrating. But I guess there's two things. Um, and it kind of brings us into this next fear, which is mm-hmm. um, regret. I mean, I have, I have terrible regret because I think, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, what, a, what did I do? I missed an opportunity. I didn't provide healing, the kind of healing that person needed, not the Google diagnosis, you know, that the, the Jesus they needed in their life um, at that moment. And I think that's, you know, what, that's the fear of regret, that we ha- we're given opportunities that we sometimes miss and then what and then what does that what does that mean um you know for for us for our relationships for for everything right mm-hmm. well so, i'd yeah, like regret. to oh you have a story well i was gonna but you go ahead because you bring the regret bombshell down first and then i'll tell you my regret was worse than your regret i regret more Right? No? I regret that I opened my I mouth. Regret that I, <laughs> no. I regret that I said this story. I was actually going to share a scripture verse. Oh, oh yeah. please do. Because I'm really... Do. Is it about regret in the Bible? Are there, is there it any regret? It doesn't use the word the... regret, but I'm going to tie it in. Okay. 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 I'm really into Romans 8.28 right yeah. now. Okay. Romans 8.28. We know that in everything God works for good with those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Okay, so let me translate that. God makes good come out of everything. And I think when it comes to regret, just as we're talking, that's something to remember is, like, it's okay that we make mistakes. Whether, you know, that we have different kinds of things we can regret. Like, there's actual sin, and there's a healthy sense of regret there, but it's like what we do with that sense of guilt, you know, and God doesn't want us to beat ourselves up, like our life's not over, but there's an appropriate course of action to take. Um, so there's sin, but then there's also just like, oh, I missed an opportunity. That's not necessarily a sin. Maybe it's an imperfection. Maybe it was just part of the growing process. Like if you recall my story with that other sister, I did the same thing the first time. Actually, well, not exactly the same because I, I, mine was probably worse. I thought of it and still didn't do it. It didn't even cross your mind. You know, and that's where I No, knew. I think that's worse, sister. It didn't even cross it. <laughs> yeah. You think not crossing your mind is worse? Yes, that huh. it didn't like that. Christ did not come into my mind at all in this difficult moment. Yeah, problematic, I would say. Okay, well, I think we could debate that, but let's not. <laughs> no, but um, I'm thinking of something we talked about last time. Ooh, it just left my brain. But if you listen to the recording of it, <laughs> if you listen to the recording, forty-eight minutes. <laughs> no, um, God makes. Okay, I'll just carry on. God makes good come out of everything right so as part of the oh 
what we talked about last time is like learning our prayer muscle, yes. learning new habits, like these things, they take time to build up. So I think the first step of that is even if you're looking at athletic action or like another muscle, like a little kid learning how to write, the first step is to recognize the new action you need to take. And that is part of the learning process. And so maybe you'd said, oh, it's a problem. You didn't even think of it. But God's going to bring good out of that situation, which is that you're then processing of, oh my gosh, why did I not even think of Jesus in prayer in that moment? Now, next time you'll think of it. Right. Right, But I think that's the hard part about regret, right? So it's like, how do you get to that jumping point of, I have regret about a past relationship that I need to heal and and that is probably worthy of healing. And how do you make that first step? Hmm. Right. So it's, it's, I think that's the hard part is like when I think of regret, um, kind of in the larger umbrella of, of fear, right, is that fear very much enters into some relationship regret that I have, you know, maybe past friendships that didn't work out. You know, there was a, a friendship that I recall, you know, that we were very close for years and um, it just got strained for a lot of different reasons and and you know, we don't need to go into those, but it's one of those things where this person was supposed to be at my wedding and wasn't even at my wedding. Like that's right. So that it, it was about as worse, as bad as it could get where you exclude somebody from a sacrament in your life. You exclude somebody from, you know, this very joyous, happy day in your life. And I don't know how you could, even if it was a healthy decision that you had to make, that that person's toxicity was not going to be good for the day, um, it's still something you're going to regret, right? There, there was obviously a healing that needed to happen there. And so, you know, when I carry into the, okay, well, here's the conversation on regrets, okay, it makes me think of, you know, are you going to challenge me to heal that relationship, Amber? You know, are you going <laughs> to, that's a challenge, go handle it. But, you know, a little bit of what you were saying, sister, is I think, you know, when we think of the relationships that we might regret or the things that we did um, and how do we heal those, and a little bit back to the prayer of entering into prayer with somebody at that moment, at the root of all of it, I keep thinking that common denominator is you're bringing Jesus into it. You're bringing Jesus into your life. You're bringing Jesus into that fear and that regret that you have in such an intentional way. You know, how could there not be holiness and fruit that comes from that, right? If, I, if I'm trying to meet you where you are and we could both be very hurt about something in that experience that happened that strained the friendship that we had and we both may regret it, by acknowledging that we both regret it and by avoiding the fear of never having that conversation of regret, like we are, we are kind of going back to that feminine genius a bit of, I'm recognizing that we are here to build relationship with one another. And in this particular instance, we're, we're bringing Jesus into it, right? He's got to be like that sidekick that, <laughs> that helps us like battle the fear of regret that we have of just never moving past the regret. Like, how do you, how do you do that beyond prayer and training that muscle? But, um, I think it's that first step of recognizing what the regret is and what does that mean? Yeah. I think acknowledging it, that is a real thing. Um, and yeah, I think what, what you're talking about too, is this sense that we, whether it's something that was done to you or something that you did or something that just happened, it's not necessarily, you can regret an action, well, that somebody mm-hmm. else took and how it affected you, you can regret your own actions, but you can just have this sense of regret, this sense of sadness about the relationship maybe that has been lost or um, the relationships that were affected by something that happened. And so what you're asking is how do, 
how do you move on from that? And what do you do? What do you do with that sense? Yeah, is there like an antidote to that regret, right? Beyond the, like, we're going to, we're going to enter into the conversation with a friend that we've lost or, you know, the regret that we have that we, we never did something that was an opportunity in front of us to do. Yeah, I think an important step is for people to acknowledge, to really say in, in prayer and in, you know, with Jesus to say this, Jesus, this thing happened and this is how it made me feel. And like, he knows it happened, right? And he knows how we felt, but there's a certain sense of um, even just on an emotional, psychological level, it's important for us to acknowledge it and to recognize it and to own it. And then on a spiritual level, too, in our relationship with Christ, to speak to him about it is different than just knowing that he knows. Like, he, he wants us to talk to him about it, and he wants to offer us, you know, healing and peace. Um, and then, so, yeah, I think to acknowledge it, talk to the Lord about it, and then ask him for direction and healing. Um, and I think it is important to go whatever your plan is or whatever the situation is, is to bring him into that conversation, into your plan, whether it's just giving you strength to do what you feel you need to do, but. Or to yeah. pray with that person. Or to pray with that right person. Right then and there. Yeah, I do think, <laughs> yeah, I do think there are times where it is not going to be the healthy or appropriate thing to try to bring that person back into your life. And maybe the, right. the getting over their regret, moving into healing is just, um, letting the Lord heal the hurt that you've experienced and praying for that person and asking him to see, just asking him going back to Romans eight twenty eight, like if you're working for good Lord, what is the good you wanted to bring out of that situation? But sometimes it might be, and that's where the Holy Spirit can guide us to go back and try to make amends or just to acknowledge with that person like this happened, but can we, can we move on together? You know, it's going to look different for each situation. Um, yeah, Amber. Well, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, there's lots of thoughts I was having as you were talking, but um, the thing I think that stands out to me is that um, certainly allowing uh, God into that moment, because if we're always looking backwards, right, you literally can't move forward. Mm-hmm. So where is God guiding you now? Where are you going now? So said things already happened, right? And you can offer opportunity for healing. Um, but you can't go back. You can't go backwards. You just can't. So you've got to find a way to kind of turn your head back around and realize, okay, I can't, I can't go backwards, but I, I can go forward. I feel like that's where, um, I've definitely experienced regret in my life. I think I shared this with you ladies when we were talking about this, that like, you know, in college, I wanted to be a lawyer forever, never, never. And then like right before graduation, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't, maybe I don't want to be a, maybe I don't want to be a lawyer. Um, and so obviously I'm not a lawyer, right? I'm sitting, (laughs) I work for the church, but there's many moments where I'm like, was that a mistake? Like, should I, like, why, what, you know, in that moment, did I make the right decision when I decided no? Um, you know, and, and going back every once in a while in my life, I do get to a point where I'll hit it and I'll be like, mm, wait a minute, maybe I, maybe I should have. Should I, what, what would my life be? What, did I do the wrong thing? Did, did I take some rogue path? And God's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, you don't achieve anything. I can't go back and be 21 anymore right. and, and do that. But um yeah, I just think that's why it's so important to, to look forward. Right, but was there anything rooted in that decision when you when you decided to not go to law school that you think might have brought, might have been kind of the Holy Spirit motivating that decision to not go? You know, I hope so. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I hope well, so. It, it, it's tell just you like, in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it felt... Um, it, it felt like almost like a ton of bricks, honestly. And like, oh, literally, wow. it was like two months before graduation, I was like... 
uh, what am I doing? Like just because for so long it's what I wanted. Like I didn't even, I wasn't necessarily entering into, is this what I should be doing? Is this what I'm called to do? And then it was like, boom, you know. And then I got some great advice from um, some attorneys actually. And they're like, try this. And so I did. And then my life kind of went, then my life kind of took on a path, you know, a different path that I wasn't expecting. But I still go back to that moment and be like, wow, did I just, did I not try hard enough? Did I, you know, give up on something? You know, I worry, you know, it's regret. Did I, I, did I make a mistake back then? And that, yeah, yeah, in that sense, regret is creating a fear in your yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think what you said is so true about we can, we literally can't move forward if we stay stuck in the past. And I think what, yeah, our fear of did I do the wrong thing, whether it's in a relationship or um, in a particular action that we took that really affected the course of our life, like, we can do it in little ways, too. I know that one of my regrets is something that comes up a lot is I'll just be like, why did I say that? That was so weird. That's so what weird. That, that was so inappropriate. Why this did whole I say podcast that for me. <laughs> I'm constantly like We're going to dub in on this one. We're just going to dub in the word regret, regret, regret. <laughs> I'm constantly, you know, beating myself up or second guessing things that I said or did just... And it might seem like little ways, but they build up, they pile up and it can, Mm -hmm. it can become a muscle that you develop and become second nature to regret everything that you say and do. So it could be a lot of little things, could be a big thing, could be relationships, but yeah, we cannot move forward. And some people, I think we tend to think that God has this blueprint of our lives or like a treasure map. And if at any one point, we don't really literally think this, but this deep down somewhere, we think that if we went off at one point that the rest of our life is doomed. And that's not how God works with us. Um, we, we are co-creators of our life with God, of our future. Uh, and he, throughout our life, he invites us to different things. Yes, there are some things, when you talk about the realm of sin, there are some things that are totally right or wrong. But even those through the sacraments, through confession, through striving for a more virtuous life, you can move on from them. And even those bad things that we do, sin, other kinds of mistakes, again, God can use them for good. And then from that choice, and we are with God co-creating our future, which is always, he always wants whatever the new path is, whatever decisions we make from then on, all that God wants is a beautiful future for us. And so we really, then we literally don't have to fear any mistake that we might make or any relationship or anything because something beautiful can always come out of it. For sure. Sister, what would you say is the feminine genius when we look at regrets? You can use a book in front of you if you feel more comfortable. <laughs> Katie likes to Sister. make fun of me for bringing my books. I actually was. Her resources. I feel, I feel like I should have more resources. I, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking recently about looking up something in the catechism. Um, but that's, feminine genius is not necessarily in the catechism as such. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I tend to think about generosity when it comes to regret, if I had to pick one. And it might sound like a bit of a stretch. Of course, whenever you try to match up things like this, it can be a bit of a stretch. But hear me out. Okay, generosity. Women, yeah, I love generosity. We so. are so wired to just give and give and give and give and give, right? And this can come into play. I think of relationships especially. Like We have to be generous in our hearts to desire to go back to a relationship. 
and want to make it better. Whether that's a person that we hurt or if it's a sin to go back and to go to confession so that we can have a better, more fruitful relationship with Jesus. And is this, is, am I making the generous connection? You are. Pretty well. Very and good. I, I okay. also think um, what you talked about, about being stuck in the past or in the present, what's going on, preventing us from moving forward. I think our generous hearts, when, when we tap into them, that can help us to be generous with whatever God is asking of us now, whatever he's inviting us to now, rather than focusing on the past. If we just, in complete generosity, say, yes, Jesus, I want to be part of your plan now. Let's move forward. Let's do whatever the next step is. Yeah. Am I, I making like, sense? Yeah, no, I like that a lot, actually. That, I, yeah. I do, because it's, you know, when you're generous, it's a selfless act, right? It's it's not about me anymore. It's It's not about you know, any outcome even. For me, it's when I think of generosity, it's the ultimate, it's an ultimate act of sacrifice. And so it's that ability to put oneself behind any other needs of the people behind them, or even put myself oriented toward God and God's calling for me. And so I'm not going to regret a decision when I know I entered into it with generosity, that I'm that I'm, and part of generosity is being grateful, right? So I'm grateful for the talents and abilities that I have. And even though those talents and abilities that you had to go to law school or to be an attorney, it's like, it's, it's going to the good works of God's kingdom. Isn't that celebratory, right? And, and you're using those same skill sets in a lot of different ways that you would have used in law school, but just now for God's kingdom. And not that a, you know, a lawyer wouldn't be able to do that, but you're doing it very intentionally, very directly in your everyday life now personally and professionally, it seems like that's when they really came together. And it's, I'm grateful for the gifts that God's given me. And because I'm grateful for those gifts, my decision making is going to be with God first. It's going to be God oriented. So I can just put him first. And I know that, well, I might question as I have myself and I'm like, Holy Spirit has a very funny sense of humor. And (laughs) if you were to ask me 15 years ago, Katie, would you be working for the Catholic church? I would have been, you're crazy. There's no way. Um, but here, here we are sitting around this table and talking about gratitude, generosity, and how that can kind of be the you know, feminine genius part of how do we live a life without those regrets or the fear of, of regret. You know, it m- makes me wonder a little bit about, you know, when we think about the challenge and those types of things of, oh dear, am I, again, am I going to have to like entertain a conversation with somebody when it Katie, might not have gone so well? do you want me so to tell well? you the challenge so I that you can get over the fear? I, I, I think she's ready. <laughs> does fear of regret look like? Hi. <laughs> Katie, for just you, not Sister and I. No, I'm kidding. All of us. No, we're all going to, we're all going to try the challenge. Um, and we're going to ask you to as well. And you're right, Katie, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at our, um, we're going to look at our past relationships and see where we can, um, provide some healing, get some healing. And could it be a relationship with ourselves, right? So it could be, I have regret about something that I did. Right? For sure. So it's, Something like mm-hmm. that, and not even just relationships? Well, it could be a relationship with another human. Maybe it's something that you're not going to go back to that person, maybe, but maybe it was a sin or something you did that you want to bring to confession that is an active step to bring healing and forgiveness, even if you don't have to interact with that person. Yeah, it was a really interesting way you started that sentence because it said, yes, you could have, what did she say, with a human? No, I was like, like, what's the alternative? Are we going to throw aliens in the place or my dog? I'm really sad I didn't give my dog a biscuit last week. I did. 
Did you, oh, I didn't did realize I did that. <laughs> Where's that regret thing that'll come up? <laughs> it you was know, pretty cool. If we if this was a YouTube video and we go back and we put every time we regret something that we said, it would just be like ding ding ding. It's like the old VH1 videos or something like that. Pop up videos. To, pop up videos. Oh my gosh, I used to. Those were good. I used to watch those with my mom in the summer. It would be like after lunch, she'd be like, okay, kids, we're going to have rest time in the living room. And we'd all like get our pillows and we'd watch pop-up videos with Did our mom. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. If we don't hashtag pop-up videos to this episode, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to be very sad. That's funny. Yes, you, you can improve your relationship with humans or a deity, also known as God, but try not. But keep it in that realm? Yeah, let's not go to our okay. pets. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready? Okay. All right, thanks for joining us today on Dive Deep. And if you would like to hear more podcasts, go to dio.org slash podcast. And until then, have a good week. No regrets. <laughs>